to get right into the Word here today. Of course, this is our, uh, like I mentioned, this is our healing meeting. And so I want to talk about healing, and then we want to minister healing to your bodies. If you have need of healing in your bodies, uh, then you came to the right service in the right place at the right time. People generally think, well, if you're sick, go to the hospital. Well, except for those who know God or have heard of God doing other things for other people, then their first thought isn't, isn't go to the hospital. Their first thought is, I've got problems. I need to call on him who is uh, the healer, right? And that's what we do in this house. And, uh, and so that's our focus. So if, if you'll put your attention on him, he won't disappoint you. <laughs> He's faithful to do exactly what he said he would do. And this gives me great confidence and great peace because uh, I'm not the healer. He's the healer. But he's God who lives in us and works through us. And uh, because it's, it's God working in us and through us, we can totally rest. I mean, this is easy. This is simple. He's got our back and he's got our front and got our sides, <laughs> he's got our inside, our outside, he's the creator, he's the savior, he's the healer, amen? amen. Praise God. And so uh, we're going to do this, these things tonight and, and we're all going to be glad when we're done. But <laughs> if you have a Bible with you or have a Bible app, go over to uh, the book of First Peter with me. The book of First Peter chapter 2. Like I said, first we talk about it, then we do it. Uh, someone said, well, how come, uh, how come there's no healings ever take place in, uh, you know, where I'm from? Maybe you're new with us around here and you say, well, I go to church and there's never any healings there. Why does God only heal people at this church? Well, it's not that he only heals people here, but it's just we do talk about it. And that's the same way it worked with Jesus. He would talk about it and then it would happen. You don't not talk about it and think it's going to happen. You know? I mean, you get what you, you, get what you put your energy towards, what you, what you talk about, you focus on. Yeah? And if we'll talk about God the healer, Jesus the healer, then Jesus the healer manifests. If all we do is talk about Jesus, the forgiver of sins, then all we'll see is the forgiveness of sins. And thank God, that's a kind of a big deal. I'm glad lots of churches are talking about the forgiveness of sins, but a lot of people are, are leaving out part of the gospel. Yeah? Scripture tells us that Jesus went about all the villages teaching, preaching, and healing. Nowadays, people go about all the villages teaching, preaching, and stopping. And so the healer never shows up. Wants to. Wants to demonstrate his love and power to everybody, uh, but people won't talk about that. I don't know if some are afraid that if they talk about it and it doesn't happen, people will be disappointed, but I'm not in charge of that. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, you know, understand, it's just like, what if I preach salvation and someone doesn't get saved? Well, that's not really on me. <laughs> I mean, it, People receive or don't receive. I just want to do my part in, in, in accurately, best I can, right. proclaiming the message. Yeah, All right? When I proclaim the message, I know people are, some people are going to believe it. Some people are going to say, yeah, I need the Lord in my life, and they'll be saved. And I preach the healer, and some people will say, yeah, I believe that. He's my healer too, and they'll get healed. Amen. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 24 reads, it's talking about Jesus, okay? It reads, who himself 
bore our sins. Everybody say bore. All right, that's a past tense word. It's talking about what he already did. He's not bearing my sin. You know, you find a lot of times these days people put everything into the present tense. Even a lot of worship songs, they, they talk about God doing things in the present tense. Almost like they forgot that the cross was, is already done. He already was raised from the dead. We're looking back and we say, he did this already. He bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we, having died to sin, someone said, I just need to die to sin. Well, if you're saved, then you've died to sins. All right, so you see yourself as not dying to sins, but dead to them. Say it out loud. Say, he bore my sins. I died to sin. Yeah, see, this is the right perspective that we need. He said that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness. So that's present tense. What are we doing now? Because we're dead to sin, now we live for righteousness. We live right. He said, by whose stripes, and by whose, there's talking about Jesus still, by whose stripes you were healed. So it's important that we recognize the repeated use in this verse of past tense words, especially when it comes to healing. Uh, it is also past tense. So healing in our day is a fact, all right? Uh, now, now listen, there are promises regarding healing. No doubt I can show you promises about healing from Scripture, but healing is more than a promise. Um, it, it is something that Jesus already handled for everyone. He's not handling it. He's not going to take care of these, these matters. He already, past tense, did this for everyone. When, when individuals sometimes speak of God not healing someone, uh, they're mistaken there. All right, when, someone, when people say, well, this person, they had this sickness and they didn't get healed and they, they go on to say God didn't heal them or maybe they passed away and God didn't heal them, that, that's, that's a mistake to say it that way. That's incorrect verbiage to ever say God didn't heal them. Say, well, why do you say that? Obviously he didn't. No, 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 no. You're looking from an outward perspective only. Uh, Jesus already healed them. God already took care of the sickness, the disease, the physical issues in Jesus on the cross. And so when people say, well, God healed this person, God didn't heal that, this person. No, 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 no. That's a misunderstanding of God. It's, a, it's ignorance of, of redemption, okay? We must understand redemptive facts, realities of what Jesus already did for all the people of the planet, and healing is one of them. And so never do I going to say, well, the Lord he didn't heal this person. I just don't know why he didn't heal. The no, no. That's putting blame where the blame is not supposed to be put. All right. He already did what this scripture is talking about and many other verses as well. And so our goal is simply to accept reality. We're not trying to create reality. We're not trying to convince God to do something that he doesn't want to do or in this case hasn't already done. We're learning to adapt 
our mentality, adapt our beliefs to this spiritual present tense kingdom reality. It just is a fact, and if it's, not, uh, if it's not real to me in my life, then that's where the adjustment needs to be made. I adapt to spiritual fact, to spiritual reality. I say, Lord, wow, look at that. You already did that. doesn't look like my life is lining up. And so I'm going to start thinking like that, believing like that, acting like that. So what is, is also in me. It is in my physical body. Praise God. And so uh, our goal, like I said, is to accept this reality. We align our beliefs to what Jesus did for us. Many times people struggle in this area simply because they have made the physical world the final say in all matters. And so if something in the physical world shouts a certain message to me, then I embrace that and say, okay, well, that's just the way it is. And that's what we've got to fix. In other words, um, I've got God's Word, and I may have a doctor's report that contradicts God's Word. And so if I'm naturally minded, I embrace that report, that diagnosis, and say, final word, end of story, this is the way it is. But if I say, no, that story is subject to change. That report is not the final word. God is the final word. So I take that report and I say, okay, hmm, yeah, okay, here's what God says about it. And I embrace that. I say, no, this is the way it is. See, God's word will never change, but our bodies will change all day long. Circumstances will change every day and every night, but it's only those who embrace the eternal word and finality of the accomplished redemption that Jesus did for us that, that will be able to change physical reality. Amen. And so I don't want to make pain the final word. I don't want to make symptoms that I feel the final word. I, I don't want to make what I see you know, I don't want to make what I see the final word. No, his written word. What thus saith the Lord. That's the final word. And so, and so here, this is our, our, our strategy then or our approach. Again, not to change reality, to acknowledge it. Not to get God to move, but to acknowledge he has already moved. And I step into this new way of living and experiencing him. And God is so gracious. I tell you, he is so merciful because he wants to help us. Now, now, now understand this. I wasn't going to say this, but I'll say this because it's true. Uh, God in his great mercy doesn't go around the system, doesn't go around established kingdom laws, doesn't negate the things he has already said because he wants us well. He established a, a fact, a spiritual reality, and then basically has given us multiple avenues into that reality. But it's not uh, that I can just stay in the physical re reality, stay in the physical mentality, the sight-led life, and experience God's goodness and God's glory. I can't. I can't. It's not that, well, if God wants it, he loves me enough, then he'll just do it. No, 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 no. Wrong mentality. God did it, period. That right. just is. There's, there's no way around that. He just is. I can't take it away. Can't add to it. I couldn't, can't convince God to not heal you. I can't tell you, you. If you'll be a big enough jerk, 
If you'll be a big enough sinner, if you'll do some pretty rotten things, then I, I think I could convince God not to heal you. It's just already done. But he has given us, now here's what I was about to say. He has given us in his mercy multiple avenues to get into that spiritual reality. Okay? In other words, healing is achieved by various methods. All right? Not by no method. Not by, I'm not going to participate, and if God wants it to happen, it's just going to happen. If he doesn't want it to happen, it's not going to happen. No, that's not one of the, that's not how it works. We'll always stay outside if we think that way. But in his mercy, he has provided different methods by which we can receive what he's already provided, by which we can enter into that spiritual reality of, of healing. Am I making anyone uh, go, what in the world are you talking about? It will clear up shortly. <laughs> uh, but he has given us. He wants people healed so much that he helps us on various levels of faith. And you realize, remember when Jesus taught uh, that, that we receive according to our faith, not according to God's ability? So it's not that whatever God can do, he will do. No, he's God. He can do all things. He is strong and mighty. He, he knows all. But our, what we believe helps us or enables us to enter into his ability. And again, because of his mercy, he's given us different levels of, of, uh, of, of faith that we can use to access his healing power. That, that's why tonight, if you have, you know, super duper, way to go, thumbs up, faith, you're going to get healed. But I'm here to tell you, if you feel like, man, my faith's not real strong, man, I'm struggling with this, you're going to get healed too. Amen. Amen. There'll probably be even a few people, although I don't recommend this route, <laughs> there'll probably be even a few people that, that, that don't believe anything and you'll get healed because you happen to be in the room. <laughs> and God is moving and healing is present. And, uh, and I don't encourage you to make that a habit because, you know, sooner or later you're going to have to believe something. But I've had people all the time, many times, many, many times over the years, they get totally healed and tell me afterward I can hardly believe it. <laughs> You know, well, thank God that someone believed. Thank God that someone did something to access God's power to help you. But, but you know, if you can, you might just want to cooperate. Huh? Uh, and so, let me share with you uh, some different methods. All right? Seven methods by which healing can come to us. And I want to start off at, at, at the bottom of this, the bottom rung. All right? Um, sometimes people can get healed. Maybe healed is not the best word. They get well. They get better by use of natural means like doctors. Like doctors. Sometimes people get healed because of doctors. If, um, and by the way, I, I'm just starting there. I don't have any scriptures on that. Okay. That's not really a Bible method. I mean, Luke, remember Luke, he used to be a doctor, then he met Jesus, and he entered divine healing ministry, okay? And so, uh, but having said that, um, 
uh, it's, it's not a biblical method, but that doesn't mean we can't utilize natural knowledge for our own benefit. And if you, you utilize natural knowledge like that, and, and, and fine, don't be condemned over it. Um, I, I just want people to be well, you know. I know it's the will of God for people to be well. If you do go that route and use medicine, doctors, that kind of stuff, I would encourage you to add some faith to it. Meaning, take what they do and believe God to speed up the process, to cause you to recover faster than the average. Still get involved with your, with your faith and trusting God if you go that route. But I also must warn you, the very existence of plan B many times causes people to not fully trust God. I don't want us to go into this tonight as we minister and, and lay hands on the sick uh, for someone to say, well, I'll give that a shot, and if not, I'm going into surgery. Let me just tell you, you're going into surgery. See, that mentality of plan B doesn't fully rely on God and His Word. So, although if someone's there and that's what their heart is, I just need to get this done this way, okay, no condemnation. I'd be happy to pray with you to come out of there quicker than ever. You know? Uh, and, and God wants you well. But, uh, but that's definitely the bottom rung in the, in the sense of spiritual approach, in the sense of faith. And, and so, uh, but, it, but it is the way sometimes people get well. Uh, that's doctors. Number two, Number two is the, the gifts of the Spirit. There are, there are, uh, there's a, a spiritual reality called spiritual gifts. All right. Here, here's, an, uh, here's some verses along those lines. 1 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10. These are spiritual gifts. It says, to another faith, or special faith is what that could be called, by the same Spirit. To another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another, the working of miracles, period. Okay. Uh, so so those, are, those are called power gifts right there. Those are gifts of the Spirit that bring a manifestation of various things, healings being uh, some of what takes place there. An example of that is Acts chapter 3. In, in the book of Acts, the third chapter, we read in verse 1, Acts chapter 3, notice with me verse 1, 3, 1. Now Peter and John went together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple. They were begging, basically. Who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple asked for alms and, and fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he leaping up stood and walked and entered the temple with them walking, leaping and praising God. All right. This is, this is an example of gifts of the spirit being in manifestation. You might, you might think about this person begging 
um, at, the, at the gate of the temple there. I don't know, kind of similar to if you drive around town and go to certain parts of the, the city. Um, if you frequent the same areas, you probably recognize some of the same people uh, at the stop signs and at the stoplights holding signs asking, begging for money, right? Okay, that would probably be similar. I mean, in other words, it's very likely, very likely that they'd seen this guy before. Very likely this wasn't this guy's first day at the beautiful gate, right? It, it, these guys probably walked by him on a regular basis. Hey, there's, the, there's that dude, you know, uh, asking for money and so forth. But what, what, what was different about this day? See, what's interesting is there was no uh, teaching given. They didn't stop and give him a Bible lesson on faith and healing and, and God's will for him to be well and, and uh, something that would produce faith in his heart where, where he would say, oh yeah, I'm ready, I'm ready. Just put your hand right here and touch me and I'll be healed. Nothing like that. They're walking by one day. And, and listen, this is how, how it works. When you walk in the Spirit, sometimes you'll just be going along and all of a sudden you'll know the Spirit of God is moving on you, giving you something for someone else. Yeah, those are, gifts of the, those are gifts of the Spirit in manifestation. Why are they there? God loves people. <laughs> he's merciful and He's kind and He's looking for an avenue, looking for a way to, to, to bless people. Uh, I have these gifts of the Spirit that work in my life. Uh, in fact, very frequently on, on, on Sundays, in fact, pretty much every Sunday, I have, there are different gifts of work, of gifts of healings and word of knowledge that work through me and people are healed. Uh, not all of them are healed because they particularly believed. Sometimes they are because they just join in, say, I'll take that, I receive that. And sometimes this is one of those cases where people sometimes tell me, wow, that shocked me. <laughs> that surprised me. And uh, so what's going on? The Lord is helping them to bring them up to a reality to be conscious of Him and His healing power and He just does it. Yeah, and, and so thank God for the gifts of the Spirit. They do work through people. It's not God doing it all on His lonesome. He still works through people. But there are gifts of the Spirit that work to bring healing to individuals. Number three, no, number three, there is, this is a, another help the Lord has given us. There is sometimes a tangible anointing. A tangible anointing. You understand when we use the word tangible, we're talking about it's perceptible to the touch. All right? The things of the Spirit are unseen and unfelt on a, on a typical basis. But when, a, when a, an anointing, a power from God is tangible, um, then it enters into the physical realm. And it's very common um, for a tangible anointing to be manifest in these types of services to where people, I mean, over, over the months, over, the, over years, I've had many, many, many people tell me that when they were prayed for, they were ministered to, they felt something. They felt heat. They felt um, uh, something come on them that, that was like, you know, people say, I tingled, I shook. You know, there's a reason why there are groups called the Quakers and the Shakers and different things like that. Well, that's because in, in different times past in church history, God moved on certain people. I don't know if he intended on them to become a whole denomination and stuff, but, uh, but the Spirit would move on someone and, the, and they would have these physical manifestations. In other words, they felt the tangible power of God and they shook and they quaked and they fell out and sometimes people fall out under the power. In other words, it overcomes that. So why would there be a tangible anointing? How is that helpful? 
Well, it's helpful in a very big way because it is something in the sense realm that we attach our believing to. And see, healing is received by faith. And the Lord gives us these, these avenues. Wow, my sickness was just called out. Well, my faith goes up. Well, I, hands were laid upon me. And whoo, I felt that. What's, what are you doing at the same time as whoo, you're saying, thank you, Lord, I got it. In other words, faith is going up. He's helping us with these, with these different methods to receive what he has provided. Acts 10.38 reads, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Notice the language, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Yeah, he put an anointing on him to heal. Acts 19 verse 11, it says, now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul. So there were the, the usual ones and these were the unusual miracles. It said, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick and the diseases left them and the evil spirits went out of them. Why handkerchiefs and aprons? Well, that's cloth. That's material. It seems to have a, an ability to absorb and retain the tangible anointing. Like a cloth right here that someone brought. They, they want to bring that cloth and put that on a sick person's body. Why? Because the anointing literally goes into it. And then when it's laid on the sick person, it goes out of it and into the body. Yeah? And so this is another method, a way that the Lord helps us to receive healing. Praise God. Number four. Are you ready? Number four is the laying on of hands. Number four is the laying on of hands. Again, that's very normal to some of us around here. You understand that there are large part, portions of the body of Christ that are clueless about the ministry of laying on of hands. It's basically first grade stuff, but people have, you know, ignored these things and, and therefore they wonder why God doesn't ever heal. And it's like, seriously, how many people, how many people have you put, you put your hands on? <laughs> how many times have you put your hands on someone and said, be healed! Or be, or be healed. You can be, do a quiet. Uh, there's just something in me that wants to yell when I say, when I do that. Uh, but, but, but why? So, so again, why the laying on our hands? It's another help. It helps us in once, in this regard, we feel it. You feel the hands of someone on you. Uh, and, and so there's a, there's an elevation of our belief when we do so. And again, sometimes that works with that tangible anointing. The laying on of hands and the power flowing in. The power going into someone. And they feel that power. And their faith goes, yep, I got it. I'm healed. I felt that going in. Well, just because you felt that power doesn't technically doesn't mean you're healed. <laughs> but when you believe it, it sure does. When you believe, oh, that's what, and that's what that power is there for. And that's totally what it is there for. And so we accept it and we say, yep, got it, done, healed, everything's better. Thank you, Lord, for the laying on of hands. Mark 16, 18, last part of that verse says, they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Yeah, thank you, Lord, they will recover. Now, I know this sometimes when it comes to the ministry of laying on of hands. Um, we can all do this. You know, all believers have the potential, the ability to lay hands on. There's no super duper qualification. You don't have to be a 
apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, or teacher to do this. You don't have to have some educational status. You can be born again one day and power of God flow through your hands the next day. But at the same time, it's one of those things that sometimes a person's faith is energized, elevated, when someone is laying hands on them and they know that God has used that person in the area of healing. They have great testimonies of healing. Then sometimes people's faith even goes up. See, what's the benefit of that? It's the Lord in His mercy trying to help people to connect to the spiritual reality of health. Yeah, and so he'll use one person. They tell their story. They, they say, God used me, da-da-da-da-da-da. Jesus did that. He went around all the villages, and he would, see, he would read. Uh, we find it in Luke chapter 4. He would read from Isaiah and say, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel and, and to heal, to open the blind eyes, all this stuff. He would go around everywhere and tell everyone what's on him. Yeah. Why would he do that? Well, because when they believe that anointing, then he'd lay hands on them. They'd go, oh, here it is. Spirit of the Lord is on that guy. Yeah? Amen. And so, good news. Spirit of the Lord's on us too. Amen. And I can tell you, this is, I don't like to talk about myself, but in this regard I will. The Spirit of the Lord is on me. He has. A, he, has he has anointed me. And I'll let, if I lay hands on you, power will flow. Yeah. It'll go direct, straight to your, your problem. Seen so many things healed. Seen tumors disappear. Seen deaf ears open up. Seen vision corrected. Seen, uh, I mean, just a myriad of things. I can't even remember most of them. But seen messed up knees. Someone, you know, damaged knees. And, and, and as soon as I lay hands on them, I tell them, bend down. And they bend down and all of it's restored and made perfect. Just like that. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's not by, I can't, it's not of me. I can't, don't take any credit. I just know. I'm not on me. Spirit of the Lord's on me. Amen. When I, t when I lay hands on you, I'm not going to come all over you. I'm not the healer. But the Spirit of the Lord will come, upon, uh, uh, come all over you. Number five. Number five is the prayer of agreement. Prayer of agreement. Matthew 18, 19 reads, Again, I say to you that if, if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. The prayer of agreement. Say, what's the purpose of that? Jesus said we can just ask the Father anything in his name and it would be done for us. Why do we need this kind of prayer too? It helps. <laughs> Why do I need to agree? Because I can pick this thing up by myself and maybe with some effort, I can do it all by myself. Ugh. But there might be, if this was heavy enough, I wouldn't be able to. And I would ask Pastor Bill, could you grab the other side of this? And he'd come grab it, and we'd both pick it up. Yeah, maybe what I couldn't, if I'm not able to, and what for whatever reason, my current condition, current state of my life, I'm having trouble with this. I'm just having to struggle to move this thing. And I get somebody else to help. How, how do I get someone to help in the Spirit? I get them to, uh, to believe the same word that I believe. The same promise, the same scripture, the same activity. And if I can get them to believe the exact same thing that I believe at the exact same time, what happened? It just became, you know, 50% easier. The prayer of agreement. The Lord gave that tool to us. He wants us healed so much. He wants to respond. He wants to do things in our lives. But someone's got to believe him. Amen. And so we, we take advantage of that. That's one reason for being in church. We have people around that will agree in prayer with us. Number six. 
Number six, this is, this is available to anyone, anytime, anywhere. It's just believing the written word. A person can just be healed with no help from anyone, uh, with no prayer, with no laying on of hands, with no agreement, with no tangible anointing, no gifts of the Spirit per se. They just find, thus saith the Lord, and they say, hey, there it is right there. Father, you said it in your word. I accept that. It's done in Jesus' name. Amen. And then they go ahead and talk and act and live and so forth, healed. Anyone can do that. And, and honestly, that's the, that's the best place for all of us to get to. Why is that? Uh, uh, well, simply because you're not dependent on someone else. I mean, you ever found out sometimes you get hit and you're all alone? <laughs> Or maybe it's the middle of the night. <laughs> or maybe there's no one. You want to be able to take God's word and say, no, absolutely not, Mr. Devil. You're not doing this to me. No how, no way. I resist that in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you. Your healing power works in me. And just be able to receive just like that. This is a really good method. All right? And, uh, and so that's just the simple believing of God's written word acting on it to manifest your healing. And it will manifest when you act on his written word. And then number seven. I saved number seven for last because this is what we're going to do tonight. Everybody ready for number seven? God gave us another method to receive healing. Um, and it is called anointing with oil. Anointing with oil. Yeah. Over in James chapter five. James, if you know where James is. He's by Hebrews. James chapter 5 and verse 13. It reads, Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is any cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. That word save is, uh, you know, sozo. It means to heal, to make whole. The prayer of faith will heal the sick. Not talking about going to heaven. Of course, you know, if you're sick, you can still go to heaven if you've received forgiveness of sins, <laughs> right? But the prayer of faith will heal the sick, and the Lord will raise him up, and if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. And so this oil, what's up with the oil? Well, throughout Scripture, we can see that oil is a type of the Holy Spirit. And it can be used in many different ways. We, we read about times in the Old Testament where the prophet would come anoint a person with oil. And they would then be um, able to stand in a new office, a new assignment like the king of Israel. The prophet would anoint him with oil. And now they had a special power on their life to rule God's people. Yeah, And so it was the Spirit of God coming on a person. Here we can see that obviously oil is a type of the Holy Spirit, but specifically it's the power of God to heal. Isn't that interesting? What's up with that? Why does the Lord have healing um, connected to oil? It is again one of those natural things that helps us to receive. And so when we anoint individuals with oil, what's happening? The very moment oil is placed upon them, the 
power of the Spirit of God manifests in them. Yeah, and we can know exactly when to believe and what to believe. And, this, and someone said, well, I, how do I know if, if the power of God is really there? Because he told us when the oil hits you, it's the prayer of faith and the anointing of oil that heals the sick. It didn't say it might heal the sick. It didn't say we sure hope this will work. <laughs> it didn't say if we wish upon a star and, and, uh, and anoint the sick with oil, they'll be healed. No, he just said, uh, elders of the church. You know, that would be pastoral gifts, so forth. Uh, they would pray the prayer of faith, anoint them with oil, and the sick would be healed. The Lord, in other words, the Lord would raise them up. Praise God. And so, God has been so gracious in all these, in all these areas. And this oil is a type of the Holy Spirit, like I said, and God's power to heal. It's a physical representation of a spiritual force. And the Lord did it specifically to help us to quickly and easily receive our healing. Amen. Praise God. Could anyone receive anointing with oil? Well, then you can receive healing from God. Because this is, again, this is his instructions of how a person can be healed today. Amen. 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 Father, thank you for working in our hearts tonight. Thank you for working in our bodies. Thank you that you love us. You love us so much that you want us well. Thank you that you've given us all these different gifts and methods and approaches to enter into the reality of by his stripes we were healed. And so, Father, for each and every person tonight, I thank you that you love them so. You love them so much. And, and, and so we act upon your word and healing comes to all. For this we give you praise, we give you glory, we give you honor for all the good things that you do. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Let me, let me say this before we, before we do the anointing with oil tonight. Uh, if you've had thoughts about deserving the problems that you have about I'm being punished for the things that I've done behaviors bad choices sin and the reason I have this sickness is a punishment for my wrongdoing I want you to understand uh, that's a lie from the devil that's not true. So how, how do you know? You don't know what I've done. Well, that doesn't matter because here's the fact. We've all sinned. And if that's the qualifier, none of us are going to get healed. But here's reality again. Healing is tied to forgiveness. And so if, if I think, man, I'm being punished. I deserve this. I'm being punished for the things that I've done. Listen, Jesus was punished for the things you've done. Say, well, that's not fair. <laughs> totally not. <laughs> he was punished for the things I've done. So I can't be, I can't be punished with sickness from, from the Father for the things that I have done. He can't do that. Why? Because he already did that to his son. Amen. Amen. And so let's not believe any lies. 
Let's not believe any, anything that would say, well, I don't know if I can have this because. Because schmuzz. Anything that's wrong in us, Jesus already suffered for it. So we're not approaching the Lord based on our own qualifications. We're, based, we're coming to the Lord based on the qualifications of Jesus. He took our sin, we take his righteousness. He took our sickness, we take his healing. All right? Deserve it? Earn it? Eh, well, that's not even the discussion. It's, talk, it's about receiving God's mercy and forgiveness and his gifts. Praise God. Father, thank you tonight as we minister healing to the bodies of individuals. We're not coming based on our own merits. We don't approach you on these, uh, based on these things. But we approach you based on he bore our sicknesses in his own self on the tree. That we having died to sins might live unto righteousness. And by his stripes we were healed. So Father, thank you for working in and through us. Thank you for working in and through us. We give you the glory. We give you the praise. We give you the honor. In Jesus' wonderful, wonderful name. Praise God. Praise God. Now, I'll, I'll minister to anyone and everyone that wants to. Uh, one, one, one of the things I know is there's people with joint problems, like in their arms and wrists, their, their upward limbs, get, just limited and mobility and, and pain and, and so, so forth. Uh, make sure you don't stay out there. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but while minister to anyone, uh, anyone that, that wants healing in your body, uh, so if you want to come, just come and don't, don't try real hard because <laughs> it's not by your efforts that you're healed. Yeah? Uh, just come and relax. When I, when I come by and, and minister to you, it'll only take a second. All right? Why? Because it's the easiest thing in the world. Not by our might, not by our power, not by our, our strength. We're just simply saying, Thank you, Lord. So don't come up praying real hard, real fast. Because we're so concerned we might think something that's wrong at the moment. I got to think the right thing. You don't have to think anything. As soon as you get up here, just go into neutral. Allow yourself to just thank you, Lord. And, and, and with, the, with the oil tonight, uh, I oftentimes lay my hands on people's shoulders and stuff. I'm not going to get it on your clothes. I'm just going to touch your forehead. All right, just put a little oil on your forehead and go like that. And that, as soon as I do, power of God goes right into you. Say, so what do I do? Just say, thank you. Not to me, thank you to him. Don't you dare say thank you to me. <laughs> just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, it's done. And go, go act on it. Go live like you're well. Praise God. All right, let's all stand up together. And uh, we'll sing as we do this. If you'd like to come. Uh, make your way forward. Follow the usher's instructions, please. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hey, let me just uh, uh, encourage you along these lines when it comes to uh, healing and receiving. Um, no one ought to be concerned whenever being ministered to in this fashion, either with oil or without. Uh, uh, never, you, never ought you to be concerned if you didn't fall out. 
You say, well, that person fell out. And that person went crazy and fell out. Fell out. And that, you know, and, you know, and I, didn't, I didn't fall. There is no scripture that, that says you have to fall to be healed. That, that's just, I don't care if you fall or don't fall or stand on your head. We just believe. That's the thing. Everybody okay? So, I mean, sometimes people are overcome with the power. No problem. And, and if you're not, just be yield, yielded to him and receive. Amen? Here's what, one reason I'm saying that is uh, I don't want anyone to attach their faith to the physical manifestation of, you know, or I felt that or I didn't feel anything. I've heard, we have stories of outstanding testimonies. You know how the testimony starts? I went up there, they laid hands on me, and I didn't feel a thing. And then, late, and then I went back home, and, I, and this was different. I woke up in the morning, and this pain, this problem was gone. I never felt a thing, but it was gone. That's the kind of testimony I want. I mean, if you fell on the floor and that happened, fine. If you didn't fall on the floor, that, fine. That's, you know, people we've heard that got healed of uh, uh, numerous people of allergies, food allergies. Often. Didn't feel a thing. I just went out and had pizza and everything was fine from then on. Praise God. The Lord is good. Well, he said, he said. James wrote, by the Spirit. Is anyone sick among you? Let them call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil. The prayer of faith will, raise, will save or heal the sick. The Lord will raise them up. If you have a greasy spot on your forehead, what's that, what's that, what's, what does that say to you? Power of God is in me. Power of God is working in me now manifesting, correcting, healing, restoring, making alive my body. If, if you can already tell the physical difference, many of you can, good for you. If you say, I don't feel anything, let the oil be a reminder. Say, well, I already wiped mine off. Well, we'll give you some more. It's, it's 10 W30. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you got to have the right weight. Of oil for healing. No, I'm just kidding. It's, uh, it's special healing and oil, oil from Jerusalem, right? No, I'm not sure where it's from. Uh, but that oil is the natural symbol, symbolism of the power of God. Amen. Well, glory to God. He's good. Would you do this? Send in your testimonies. We'd lo we love to hear them. You'll, you'll help someone else by sharing what you got healed of, what happened in your body, and believe as you, as we go tonight, whether it's the oil still, still resident on your head, or for some of you ladies who have your hair down here, had to get around it. It's probably in your hair a little bit too. Just every time you think it, say, well, my, my hair's messed up, but the power of God is working in me. The the holy, the healing power of the Holy Spirit is working in my body. Glory to God. Amen. Let's sing and we'll be dismissed as we go.
And let's, uh, let's go out with a shout of praise tonight. Praise God.